السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم تسليم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم جمعين سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of his blessings. And in particular, we thank him for the blessing of Uhua, the blessing of brotherhood, and having brothers and sisters in this world who we share with them the greatest thing of all, which is our iman, our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you have believers come together for Allah and you love each other for his sake subhanahu wa ta'ala, you strengthen one another. As our Prophet taught us Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is that the believers strengthen each other the way that the walls and foundations of a building make the edifice strong. When we come together for his sake, when you love for his sake, that we become stronger in and of ourselves. And there are, this is one of the needs that we have as human beings, is to be around good people. And the people who take the spiritual path seriously are very, very careful about who they choose to spend their times with, to spend their time with. And that not only is this a principle of futuwa of spiritual chivalry, that it is one of the most important things of all in life. And highlighting this importance, one of the poems said, one of the poets said, and in Marila Tasal. That don't ask about a man, rather ask about his friend. Because the friend is going to follow the way of his close friend. So you don't ask about the person. If you want to get to know a person, you want to find out something about a person, you look to whom that person spends his time with. And our Prophet Wasallam that also spoke about this meaning in a more eloquent way, and when he said that, that a man is upon the religion of his close and intimate friend. And so that if you want to know where you're at, that one of the measures, as we previously mentioned, is salah. You want to know the state of your heart? Look at the state of your heart when you pray. But another indicator, and we have these indicators, alhamdulillah, is to look at who we spend time with. And who are the people that are close to us? And one of the great imams who came before us, Imam Yahya ibn Mu'adh al-Razi, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, is that he said a statement that should cause us to reflect. And that his words are very eloquent. He says, Lo That were the blast to take place, i.e. Yom Qiyamah to happen. And were you to see that people who befriended each other, ikhwan su, the people who befriended each other in this world for the wrong reasons, how they are fleeing from each other. And were you to see only how that the people who befriended each other for the right reasons and had true love that would come close together and be with one another, it would suffice. And then he quoted the verse, in Surah Al-Zukhruf, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Al-Akhillau yawma'idhan ba'dhum li ba'dhan adubun illan muttaqeen. On that day, friends will become each other's enemies, except the righteous. 
on that day, friends will become each other's enemies except the righteous. In other words, is that those who loved each other for the wrong reasons here in this world, when the sabab, the means for them to gather here in this world, which usually was one of hawa, that vainglory and that negative desire, when that's gone, no longer will they be gathered together in the next world. Rather, they will flee from one another and they will be enemies of one another. But this is not the case of the muttaqin. Illa al-muttaqin. Allah Taala that made them an exception. As for them, that they will be spoken to very differently. What they will experience will be that great bliss and they will experience the bounty of Allah Ta'ala because the verse that comes right after that, which is understood, who will be told? This will be said to them, Ya ibadi la There is no fear for you today, nor shall you grieve. So this is something that you and I really need to think about. Is that who is our khalil? Who are the people that are really close to us? And who are the people that we choose to spend time with? And don't think that the people that you spend time with are the ones only in person. Nowadays through modern applied technology, unfortunately it's easier to have bad companionship than it ever was before. And it's impossible that you spend a lot of time with these various people watching them in movies or watching their videos on YouTube or following their posts on Facebook or Instagram and seeing their pictures or whatever else that people are doing, hearing their words and listening to what they have to say. <clears throat> it is impossible for you to do that without being negatively affected. You will be affected. But the heart of an individual is very subtle. And they say that just as your physical eye, a small piece of dust gets in your eye and all of a sudden that you're bothered and you start squinting and that blinking and trying to get that piece of dust out. Your eye gets a little bit red. You might tear up a little bit. That's the sensitivity of the physical eye. And the eye of the heart is even more sensitive. We are affected by everything that happens around us. What we see is etched into our heart. And this is one of the reasons why we have trouble concentrating in prayer, concentrating in a moment, concentrating during a talk. That protecting our heart is a prerequisite for us to have a state of safa, a state of purity when we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're in gatherings of goodness. And so you and I want to take this very seriously and be very careful about who it is that we spend time with and that who it is that we let our eyes see and who it is that we let into our heart we should let Rasulullah into your heart is that you can't send enough salawat upon him that you can't praise him enough you can't learn enough about him you will that expire before you ever even learned a fraction of who the Messenger of Allah really is and that is something that is going to directly benefit that is one of the greatest ways of all to receive a husn al-khatima is to send abundant salawat upon the Prophet and have ta'alluq of your qalb and to have your heart attached to Rasulullah and to long for him and to want to see him in a vision, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And you latch on such that every time that you hear one of his attributes, every time you hear his name, we should be saying, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that our heart should long for him. And that should move the love that is in our heart and stir it up. 
And every time that we hear his name, every time that we hear his attributes, that it should strengthen us in Iman. And it should increase that connection. And likewise, those that we spend time with, our Prophet ﷺ gave us a beautiful criterion. Because he was asked in a hadith narrated by Abu Ya'la, that, Ayyu julasa'ina khair. Who are the best people that we could spend time with? Or literally, sit with. Sitting partners. Your jalis is your sitting partner. But in general, who are the best people that we can spend time with? And our Prophet ﷺ mentioned three traits. Man The one that when you're in his presence and you spend time with them, their mere presence by just seeing them, you're reminded of Allah. His presence reminds you of Allah. His countenance, being with Him, when you see Him, reminds you of Allah. And someone says, say, well, what does that mean? When you've seen people like this, you know what it means. There's something that Allah Ta'ala crowns and adorns the people of His with. And when you're in their presence, you just feel like you want to do better. You want to repent. You want to get yourself straight. You want to be close to them. You come to love them. They're sweet. They're beautiful. And they follow the sunnah of our Prophet. So that's how our Prophet was. When you spent time with him, you came to love him. But they have this trait when you're in their presence. It's just so easy for you to remember Allah. And then when you go out of their presence, as we've heard tonight, that it's harder for you to maintain that state that you're in when you were in their presence, as Shaykh Allah was teaching, teaching us. So imagine being with the Messenger of Allah and then having to go home. You love your family, of course, but the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that imagine being with him. This is the same feeling that you have, that when you're with your shuyukh, when you're with your beloved teachers, you don't want to leave their, your presence because Allah Ta'ala brings forth here in this world that something of the bounty of paradise and the bliss of paradise so that you can have these glimpses when you're with the true people of paradise. And the signs that Allah Ta'ala gives for you to know who these true people are. And that as our teacher has said, مُصَحَبَةَ rijali ذَوِلْ wafai, Taking the companionship, being with the true people of Allah who are always loyal and they fulfill that their trust. Naim al-Khuldi fidar al-Fanai. It is eternal bliss brought forth here in this perishing world. What a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And don't think these people are gone. And don't think these people that aren't accessible. Is that you make an intention and you will be amazed about what happens. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts you in there that gives you their companionship. And from the blessing of Allah is that many of them now, even through the means of technology, that have gatherings that you and I can attend. It's accessible to anywhere, to anyone across the face of the world. And all you have to do is attend. And all you have to do is to turn on your device. These are the type of people you want to spend time with. You want to be synchronized with when they do things. And to have that be a priority. And how many times in their gatherings do they say and repeat virtually time and time again is that the one who's present with us and the one who's listening. The hadar and the samit, the one who's present with us and the one who's listening. The one who's present with us and the one who's listening. 
And the difference is normally technology desacralizes. And the, what that means is if you watch people praying on TV, it's a very different feeling than you're present with them and you see them praying. It has a strong impact upon you. But this is the exception there is the awliya, is that they can, from the power of Allah, if you will, spiritualize technology, i.e., from their blessing, when you follow, if you really can't be there in person, is that by virtue of still making the intention to be there and doing your part, i.e., following the live stream, it's as if you're there. And the blessings that come to them will come to you from the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah is qadr ala kulli shay, and He gives whom He wants, whatever He wants, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first trait is someone that when you're in their presence, they remind you of Allah. The very sayings that that person says increases you in knowledge. In other words, he's a person of knowledge that knows his deen. And that when you're with him, you learn new benefits, that you like to read more books, is that you like to learn the sharia of Sayyidina Muhammad, that you learn various fawaid and various benefits. They're people of knowledge. And then the last trait, وَذَكَّرَكُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ عَمَلُهُ And that his actions remind you of the hereafter. It's a person when the time of prayer comes in, it's time to pray, even if you want to finish watching whatever it is that you're watching. He's a person that if he wants to that make an appointment to do something, he's going to consider what is the best time to do it and to make sure that he's able to practice his deen in light of whatever it is that it wants to be done. There are people that their actions themselves remind you of the hereafter. You see them different when it the Mughal time is about to end. Now later to Juma comes in, they're a different person. That the special times of the day, they're a different person. Their actions in and of themselves remind you of the hereafter. Those three criterion are given to us by our Prophet so we can have a measure of who it is that we let ourselves get close to. And who it is that we want to spend time to. And the beautiful thing is, and you see this time and time again, the righteous are not people that don't allow people to be near them. Anyone who's sincere, even if they and of themselves need to get themselves together, they welcome you. And in fact, beyond that, they even bring you close. And you don't even deserve it. You're messed up. You need working. You need to be worked on. But they bring you close because of your intention. And they know that you love. And they know that you want to do better. And when they bring you close, you sit with them until your heart is saturated with light. And then all of a sudden, you want to change from the blessing of their presence and what your heart has received by way of mercy and light. You want to then change and get yourself together and to take your religious life seriously to prepare for the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which this whole thing is all about. And in closing, that... There's a blessed hadith of our Prophet ﷺ in the collection of At-Tabarani that tells us a little bit about these people of suhba of, that we should take companionship with when you establish a bond of love with them for his, for the, his sake, subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does he have in store for them? And Allah to, and our Prophet said, ﷺ, that on the day of judgment, Allah will bring forth a group of people, fi wujuhim nur, they will have light in their faces. 
They will be on pulpits made out of pearls. That the people that are around them and see them on the Day of Judgment and these raised platforms being honored by Allah Taala, they will want to have what they have. They're not prophets. Wala shuhada, nor are they martyrs. They are people who love each other for Allah's sake. Look at how easy that is. If we just come to a gathering like this and to make an intention to love each other for Allah's sake, spoil the plot of shaitan. Don't let him have get into your heart and to bring arrogance or envy or any of those things that will destroy hatred and rancor and these nasty things that pollute the heart and to create enemies here in this world before the next world. Don't let him spoil that. Don't let shaitan spoil the community. Don't let shaitan spoil our places of learning. Don't let shaitan spoil our mosques and our that special places that we go to worship him. Don't let him spoil it. Maintain your purity and love each other for his sake, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look what our Prophet is saying. They will be on pulpits, with have light and be on pulpits of per, with pearls, made out of pearls. And the further description goes on to say, Min qabail shatta. They are from all different tribes, all different backgrounds. And just look in this gathering here where there's not even that many people present. How many people do we have here from different parts of the world gathered in a gathering when there's not even that many people? What a blessing from Allah. All these beautiful skin tones from very light to darker and everything in between. This is a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That min bilad shatta, that they're from different places. They come from different places. And then what though? Yajtami'un. What brings them together? They have different backgrounds. They have different lineages. But what brings them together? Yajtami'un ala dhikrillah. Yadkuruna. What brings them together is the remembrance of Allah. And they're remembering Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we make that intention when we come to gatherings like this and go out of our way to find good people, that their presence uplifts us and reminds us of Allah, their words increase us in knowledge, and their actions that remind us of the hereafter, then inshallah ta'ala we're moving a step closer to felicity, which is what we all want. And that all of the animals in the world that we know that are going to become extinct after Allah raises them all up and there's qisas that takes place between them. But there is an exception to that. Is that they say the dog that is that from the that was uh, with the Ashab al Kahf, the dog that was with the companions of the cave, is that Allah Ta'ala will allow him to remain alive and to be in paradise. And that you mention the kalb when you recite the Qur'an. Normally a dog is not something that you mention. But in the Qur'an it's mentioned. Why? Because he was associated with the Ashab al-Kahf. And there's a different, there's difference of opinion whether it was a dog that just followed them or whether it was a dog of one of the companions of the cave or whether it was the dog of a shepherd that they passed by on the way going to the cave that joined them and remained with them. 
and in, in that some narrations these are weak because they're that ancient narrations is that Allah even made the dog speak and he said that I'm going to that guard you and this is what Allah Ta'ala says when he says is that the that dog had his four legs out at the entrance and then later on in Surah Al-Kaf that when they they say they will say they are three differing about their numbers their fourth is their dog. Some say that they will be they were five and that the sixth was their dog. The dog is mentioned among them. Some say seven, and that their eighth was their dog. That if that dog is mentioned with the Ashab al Kaf and he's a dog, then what about you and I if we love the righteous and the Sadihin? What about if we take their suhbah? By having tawallu' of their hikayat, loving their stories, reading their stories, mentioning their names, imagining them, visiting their graves in our minds, imagining that we're in front of their blessed places and visiting them, being with those that we can be with here in this world, and the righteous and making an intention to come into contact with every one of the awliya of Allah. At least we die upon that intention and then we be around the very best people possible that we have in our particular locale and area. If we do all of that, Allah Taala will raise us to the highest of degrees. And He will bless us with that which He gifts. He'll bless us with that which He blesses. The elect of the awliya and the salihin, not from anything that we're doing, but solely from His bounty. May Allah Taala give us tawfiq and open up the doors of His mercy to all of us. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.